Welcome back to Imperial City. As always, thank you for joining us and for supporting the show, be it through reviews, buying merch, backing us on Patreon, sponsoring an episode, or buying a Jumbotron message. Any and all support is greatly appreciated. Our newest show, Demon, Love, and Hellfire, launched last week. If you haven't listened yet, go check it out. The first episode is extra long and comes with a bonus backstory episode, so you can really sink into the world and the characters right away. We're also halfway through our Court of Blades miniseries, with the first three episodes available for listening as well. This coming weekend, June 18th and 19th, is Rainbow Roll Fest. You can see us, alongside many other awesome queer RPG podcasts, on the Rainbow Roll Fest Twitch channel. Our screening will air at 6 p.m. Eastern on June 18th, and will feature a mix of old and new content. We'd love to see you there. Next, Josie is going to tell us about this month's feature charity. Fund Texas Choice is a nonprofit organization dedicated to getting travel and funds for that travel to Texans seeking abortions, even going so far as to help them travel out of state. If you're listening to this, we just did a whole big live stream to raise money for Fund Texas Choice, but that doesn't mean you can't donate, and especially in the coming times, fuck SCOTUS. Lots of people in lots of places are going to need this help. Everyone who can get abortions is entitled to them for any reason, and fuck anyone who tells you otherwise. And we at Clever Corvids believe strongly in affordable health care for all of any sort. I'm going to repeat here what I said at the end of my intro to our last Court of Blades episode. Contact your elected officials and community leaders, wherever you are, to advocate for reproductive, trans, and queer rights. This Pride Month, it's important to loudly and frequently remind those with power that everyone deserves to live in safety, health, happiness, and freedom. Now then, let's get started, shall we? So it's a a fairly ordinary uh, midweek day uh, in Imperial City, dark, a little gloomy, a little foggy. People are are bustling around, heading to and from work. And we we see Bailey Barsati parking her car a little bit down the street from where the Whiskey Jays uh, have their garage. She hops out of the car and and kind of hustles down the sidewalk, uh, and then we'll we'll press the the. Uh, buzzer or doorbell next to the uh, the door of the upper building of the garage and like stands there for a couple seconds and then like presses it again and we we cut down to the garage uh who do we think is here is it just echo or do we think other folks are hanging around um i think i can be there i'm not gonna lie i think darling would be there and i think darling would have made <laughs> would have would be a little bit more clingy uh, mm-hmm. to Arlene as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. so if, if Darlene's there, then Arlene's probably there as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. So so you all are, are hanging out down in the garage working on various things uh, and, and you hear the uh, doorbell go upstairs. Now, most of the time when somebody 
buzzes upstairs, it's somebody who doesn't know that the garage is closed. Or it's, you know, somebody, you know, some kid just like pranking you by by hitting the buzzer a lot and <laughs> doesn't think anybody's actually here. So I imagine you probably all ignore it the first couple times. <laughs> yeah. But the it keeps happening. Nose goes. <laughs> did anybody order delivery? I did not. Well, I know you didn't, doll. But uh Girlita, no. Didn't didn't order dinner or anything. Alright, alright, alright. I um I pull out my Glock and I sit in front of I sit I sit, you know, I'm watching. I sit. <laughs> Arlene takes her finger off her nose. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so it sounds like Val is heading upstairs to, yeah. to get the door. Yeah. For some reason, I imagined Val and Echo playing poker. Oh, which that's cute. Echo can't yeah. win at, but has perfect poker face because, of course. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yep. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I like that a lot. That is good. So, so Val sets down their cards and and will jog upstairs to. Oh, check the door. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, you see Bailey standing outside looking uh, not necessarily like upset, but kind of like a a nervous energy, like kind of bouncing from foot to foot, looking around, that sort of thing. Hey, Bales. uh, How you doing? You all right? Uh, Yeah, yeah. Just um, needed to talk to you about a a job. Uh, Yeah. Can I come on down? Yeah, yeah, come on in. So Bailey will will follow you downstairs. Your your lair is hidden, but since the nightcaps own your lair, they know where it is. Okay. Bailey gets to drop by because Bailey helped move you all into this place. Gotcha. <laughs> Probably carried a couch. <laughs> Bless her. Echo scrambles to put a blanket around herself after having covertly moved a pile of chips to her side of the table. <laughs> I was wondering if you were going to take advantage of this opportunity. So, yeah, uh, Bailey will will follow Val back downstairs. And I I think probably picks up on a little bit of the tension in the room, as I imagine, you know, like, Darlene is on high alert. Echo, I think, is probably also a little bit like, "Uh," and Bailey's just kind of like, hey, uh, everything all right? Oh, I could ask you the same. Uh, yeah, um, so, got work for you. I know things ended a little, uh, unpleasantly, uh, last time you were talking to Granddad, but, um, <sighs> she, like, rubs her forehead. We, uh, we need your help with uh, picking up some product. Okay, uh. What kind of product? And like she, she kind of glances around like a little unnecessarily, and then looks back at you. And is like, okay, what I'm going to say here doesn't leave here. Okay. Granddad has stretched us way too thin. We've got more people looking for product than we can supply. We've got the distillery running full tilt all hours of the day and night, but it's not enough. So I tried to talk him into some different plans, maybe reining things in a little bit, but he wasn't hearing it. So 
he wants all of you to get some more liquor from somewhere. He's not particular, and he's not particular how you get it. But we've got orders we need to fill, and he is counting on all of you to do it. All right. Well, leave it to us, I guess. This seems like a really good way to make some enemies. Yeah, and this is not solving the problem. This is a short-term solution. We're going to be back in this same boat a month from now because we just can't keep up. But I don't know. I I think he knows that he's screwed up, but his pride won't let him admit it or fix it. Well, <clears throat> thanks for doing your best to try and change his mind anyway. The worst kind of man, yes, continue. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's he wants to build something big, but I think it might be better to have built something stable. <sighs> I don't know. I'm hoping that he'll start listening before uh well things start falling down around our ears. Uh anyway, uh as usual, let me know if you need help with anything. I'm working on my own things trying to help fill in the gaps, but you know, want to make sure that my uh, favorite smugglers get all the support they need. She kind of gives you a, a a slightly tense, but but like genuine smile. Yeah, you're the best, Bailey. How long until the falling down around us part? Because it sounds like we're kicking the can down the road. I'm not. I'm not sure. We are kicking the can down the road, but I don't know how far, and I'm not sure what we're going to be able to to put in place to make things more stable before we catch up. But, I mean, you're not wrong. This is a temporary fix, but it's what we got to do. Okay. Um, how much is he offering? Oh, that's a good question. Let's see. So, four coin, one apiece, uh, with a potential for a bonus, depending on, you know, what you're able to get. You bring in something really high quality or a lot, might be able to throw in a, a coin or two extra. But four coin to as your base. Sounds fair enough. So, yeah, Bailey will kind of glance over at the uh, poker game by Echo uh, and just sort of like... Uh, trying to, like, in a quick glance, kind of trying to gauge where the game is, but can't really, like, piece it together. And then we'll, mm -hmm. we'll nod and be like, all right, well, talk to y'all soon, I hope. And uh, good luck, Echo. I hope you keep raking them in. <laughs> Nods at the pile of chips in front of <laughs> Echo. Uh, and then she will head back upstairs. Echo nods. I think Val <laughs> makes a double take at the table. He goes, Dole, did you move my chips? No. Are you lying to me? I'm not lying. I moved my chips. <laughs> Your chips. Yeah, what? I can't rearrange them on the table? No, because they still belong to me. And I think they're going to start reaching over and count back which ones that Echo took. <laughs> Echo doesn't move to stop them. <laughs> she's, she's just like, I mean, if you we're not playing for much, if you need to even out, that's fine. You can just ask. Where did this arrogance streak come from you? Fucking A. <laughs> I, I installed an arrogance engine in me, obviously. Did you? Can you do that? No, that's not a thing. 
think Arlene just sits back like, oh, that's me told, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, a poker game falls apart (laughs) due to uh, just uh, a lack of agreement over the chips. You, You have a task. You need to acquire... A fair bit of uh, alcohol for mm-hmm. your boss, but other than that, it's uh, pretty much up to up to you. Yeah. Are, are we starting with gather info then? Well, I was gonna say you you all have acquired informants, so this would be a good opportunity to talk to them and see if they can kind of get you some some info about some options. Okay. Yes, let us speak to the informants. I suppose this will be our test run. Yeah. So uh, you all head across town to uh, Dunmore Ridge, which is a small district up on the cliffs. Um, It's basically tucked in next to Corvus Row, which is sort of the main kind of market shopping business district. Um, Dunmore Ridge has uh, a fair amount of like uh, printers and publishers and, and the like. So having uh, the the Imperial City Times uh, tucked in among them makes a lot of sense, even though the ICT is in no way, shape, or form an actual newspaper. And you you park outside of their their building, which is just like kind of a a low two story brick building that looks like all of the other printing presses and publishing houses in the area. There's a little sign outside that has the the name on it. And I, I think a note that says, you know, it's like Imperial City Times, see inside for copies. <laughs> <laughs> and so you you can head in and it looks like the the feeling that this is just sort of a normal business kind of continues when you go inside. There's you know, a front desk <laughs> with a person sitting at said front desk um, mm-hmm. and some doors and hallways that, that seem to lead off into offices. It's not exactly the the norm for, for a, a criminal operation. Yeah, it seems very clean, at least a clean front. Mm-hmm. Val is going to actually just start at the front desk since that seems easiest and try to get the receptionist's attention. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think, she, um, yeah, she she looks up as you come in and is like, uh, hello, can I uh, help you all with anything? Hi. Uh, yeah, Valerie Sullivan, and uh, this is Darling, Echo, and Aline. Uh, we're friends of Sola's. Uh, we helped her out about a week or so ago. Yes, I, yes, uh, Anne... Let us know to to expect to hear from you. Um, give me just a couple minutes, and uh, I'll grab Isan. So uh, she she heads into the back and uh, comes back a couple minutes later with a person in their like mid thirties. They're Aruvian, so short, uh, dark hair, um, kind of a warm brown skin. They have an eye patch over one eye um, and are wearing a it looks like they probably started the day in a full suit, but have now, you know, it's it's suspenders and shirt sleeves rolled up to the elbow. And uh, yeah, they, they will come in and be like, oh, so you're the ones who helped out Sola. It's good to finally meet you. Um, I'm Isan, and uh, why don't you uh, come with me and uh, we can have a, a chat? 
Pleasure. And so Isan will lead you all into one of the side halls and into what is basically a conference room. <laughs> like okay. just a big table with a bunch of chairs around it. And, you know, uh, they, they will sit. Um, gesture for all of you to sit. Is Pearl with you? Of course. <laughs> okay. I figured as much. Um, they they kind of eye Pearl, but but don't really say anything. It's just sort of like, okay, seems like you've got the tiger under control. That's fine. Oh, she's, she's incredibly well behaved. She's a big baby. Uh, certainly seems uh, quite well behaved. Just not every day I have meetings with uh, a large tiger in the room. Keeps you on your toes, huh? It certainly does. Um, so, yeah, Anne mentioned that, that you all would be uh, stopping by, and I, I don't know if she was able to convey it, but we are very grateful that you were able to help Sola out. Um, she got in a little over her head, but definitely nothing that deserved getting shot or blown up or anything else. So uh, we are more than happy to uh, assist you. Um, so what can we what can we do for you? Well, we're here on an assignment and we are trying to seek out some new distilleries in town if you uh, knew of any of them. Yeah, um, might know of a few, but uh, did you have anything specific in mind? You know, type of production? Uh, is this a business arrangement or... Business, yeah. And uh, we're not particular. We're kind of casting a wide net right now, so... Is it a business thing? I thought we were having to steal it. it it's a business, which is business for us. We are in the business of stealing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listen, these guys are also criminals. <laughs> right. The ICT also. <laughs> so you can be, you know, as, as honest with them as you feel comfortable with. Yeah. It's like, well, um... If y'all can wait here for a little bit, um, I know I've had a few people putting together some documents for uh, front businesses for um, a lot of those kind of productions. So give me like 10 minutes, let me go talk to some people, and I'll see what I can do for you. Alrighty. So um, Isan leaves, uh, and I think the, the receptionist pokes her head and is like, uh, do any of you like want anything to drink? I can I can get you tea or or something. I think just the water for now would be nice. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, she'll come back with like a pitcher of water and some glasses. It takes Asan a little bit longer than than ten minutes, probably about fifteen or twenty. Um, but they they do come back with uh kind of a, a armful of papers. Um, and we'll say, okay. So in terms of distilleries, um, not a ton, but. I have some information on people who might be willing to sell or uh, who have product available. Okay. It's a start. Item number one is the uh, Sunfell Import and Export. They uh, apparently just uh, took a delivery of some very expensive Aruvian liqueur and... Kind of shuffles to the papers. Uh, there's also uh, heard about some movement at the docks and then a breach uh, of the lightning barrier, which generally means that the brigantines are doing a run um, out to a privateer ship. So 
they are probably coming back with a decent amount of alcohol based on sort of uh, past observations. And then they kind of shuffle down to the last page um, and and sort of look at it for a minute with with kind of this expression of like, is this even worth mentioning? And then we'll shrug mm-hmm. a little bit and, and say, this last one is more of a rumor than anything. The Ascendants are this weird cult that's recently gotten into producing moonshine to fund whatever it is that they're doing. I don't know a lot about that one, especially in terms of the quality of what they're producing, but it's an option. Okay. Well, it's something. Ah, character. Uh, Do we know what kind of product um, Barsati is producing? Because I assume we're kind of just putting it under his label, right? Um... The nightcaps primarily do, like, whiskey-type things, um, mm-hmm. but he supplies liquor to a lot of speakeasies, and it's basically like, they need something <laughs> to put on the but shelves. It's gonna uh, be kind of weird if we go for, like, exclusively high price Eruvian liqueur. That, that's more of Benny's problem than yours. Benny just said, get alcohol, I don't care what or where. So you can take that as you will. The logistics are his problem. (laughs) Yeah. I was kind of interested in the Aruvian stuff, since that potentially might give us the biggest payout. That's true. So I think that that you all know um, that Sunfell Import and Export is um, more or less the Aruvian mafia in the city. Um, And they... Their their focus is like arms dealing and money laundering and the occult trade. However, they also have a lot of legitimate business fronts that they use like mostly for their money laundering. So they have a lot more sort of legitimacy or like institutional pull than a lot of the other underworld uh, gangs do. Um, like. Most gangs have to pay, pay off the blue coats in order to keep the blue coats from doing something. Right. Sunfell import and export, if they get robbed, could just report a theft to the blue coats and have the blue coats take action for them. So that's that's kind of the gamble there. For the brigantines, uh, you you know the brigantines, um, which is sort of the, the that the risk there is you fucked with them a couple times in the past, and a third time could lead to them uh, running out of patience and retaliating, and that would be bad. Yeah. Um, and then you got a cult. Yeah, we sure do. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, those are kind of the the options that you've got. Um, I don't know if you all want to wrap things up here with, with Isan before yeah. uh, heading out. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're going to thank Isan and wrap things up here. Okay. And we should figure out our course of action. Yeah. So Isan will provide, you know, a couple more details about like, you know, locations and, and whatnot. Um, and then we'll, we'll walk you all out and we'll say, you know, again, really appreciate what you did for Sola. Um, and, Anytime that, that you need help, don't hesitate to ask. Much obliged. Thank you. And so they will send you on your way. In the background of all that, Echo was offering her glass of water to Pearl. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> <laughs> 
You know that baby would drink that shit up. Oh my god. I'm just I'm just picturing a tiger like trying to lap water out of a, you know, person-sized glass. <laughs> Darlene's going to regret letting Echo do that because Pearl will get used to drinking out of people glasses and then no people Mm. glass will be safe in Darlene's apartment. (laughs) I say Mm -hmm. not at all from experience. Let's be real. (laughs) I don't think Pearl, I think Pearl just chooses what container she wishes to drink out of in in, in Darlene's house. I think Pearl has enough brat leeway to just (laughs) bully Darlene this way. By choosing what, <laughs> yeah, there's just a, a a crystal serving bowl that Pearl has claimed as her own. <laughs> Pearl still will drink from the faucet. Let's be real. Pearl yeah. is a big tiger, big, big, big. I don't think I can actively stop her from doing anything per se. I think she's that's just, fair. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I think she's just adopted Darling's very expensive taste. <laughs> So you will pile back into the car, uh, and yeah, what are you thinking of of your options? What would you like to pursue? I think we should go after the moonshine. They will have less allies to come after us. Okay, I want to do something. It's it's a bit, I guess you could consider it, gather info, but it's more Mm -hmm. of of a collaborative thing. I would like to call Bailey... And ask her what she wants to do. Okay. Yeah. So if you if you call Bailey and ask, uh, f- the first thing she'll say is that she knows that her her granddad, that Benny, would vote for the Brigantines out of these three options. Yeah. He feels like they're they're easy to push around, and uh, it's predictable. You're going to get a fair amount of just sort of standard quality alcohol. Okay. Well, well, you you clearly want more of a say. So when we're asking you what you would like to do, you should really tell us what she would like to do. Um, and she she like hems and haws about it a little bit, but um, basically what she says is she thinks the brigantines is a bad idea. Um, basically for the reasons I outlined, um, they will come back at you hard. She thinks if you can hit Sunfell very quietly that would be good because that's going to be you know very high quality stuff that will um you know if if they if they sell that to their speakeasies they'll be able to charge more uh the speakeasies will charge more you know per pour it'll last a little longer right but you know she can also kind of see the risk there of like if you don't think you can do it without any exposure maybe hit the cult so that that's kind of her vote is Sunfell if you think you can do it completely quietly, but if if you think there's risk of of exposure or getting caught, eh, knock over the cult that everybody in the city thinks is weird. <laughs> I think we can manage Sunfell. You really think so? Well, at least two out of the four of us are trained on that kind of thing. I'm getting better, but you know, I'm not the trained assassin here. Oh, yes, I forgot we told you about that. Yes, you are not, but you are definitely a cool tire. Hmm, I don't like this lingo. Yes, I... You know what? I appreciate the attempt. Thank you. I do prefer Sunfell, simply because 
I'm pretty sure I've killed a couple cult leaders before, and they get weird afterwards. They get weird after you kill them? Yeah, it's... You would think you would think they're already so out there that the noise would just stop, but radicalists are radicalists, and I don't know how they would favor in us taking their means of production. Even then, I have no idea... We have no idea what is even in the moonshine. So, God, it could, it could, it could literally be bottles of actual poison, and and we would be slapping the company logo on there. And while I'm all for fucking over Benny, I rather not fuck over the other Basardis. Not yet. Yeah, right, right. Bailey's a good kid. So let's stay away from the weirdos for now, and. Hit for the Aruvian stuff, since that'll give us the fattest paycheck. And this way we know we won't get cursed. Exactly. So you are going to attempt to uh, lift some alcohol from Sunfell Import and Export. Wonderful. What do you want to do for Gather Info? Um, you know where the business that like took, uh, took the delivery for this liquor is? Because Isan would have given you that info. And as I say this, I realize I probably should know where. Would they be? In, they'd probably be in Corvus Row. Or do we want to go to a different part of the city? Is it a storefront or a warehouse? I think a storefront. Well, hmm. What do you all think would be more fun? Ooh. Um. I want to do a warehouse because we've done storefronts before. Mm-hmm. That's, That's true. true. Okay. And I feel like that would have, like, security and stuff in play. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. So let's say it's a warehouse in Port March, but it's, like, kind of right on the edge of, like, Port March and the docks. Okay. And Port March is the kind of central business district, like, right in the middle of the city. That's where most of the, like, the new skyscrapers are being built and where a lot of this, the newly developing, like, banking and finance industry is Ooh. located. Yeah, kind of a, uh, on, on average, a higher end area of the city. But, it, you know, as you get closer to the docks in Port March, you know, there, it kind of is, is less expensive, less obvious wealth. Right. Less blue coat patrols. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so good stuff. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's what we're looking at. So you can go from there in terms of gathering your info. Cool, 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 cool. Friends on my character sheet to see if they would know anything about this place. Ah, yes. Jarvis might, but I've I've hit up Jarvis before. Yeah, all of you can can kind of see if you've got any contacts or um Crew contacts. I think the one that's most appropriate is the bureaucrat, or maybe the florist, if for some reason... No, I don't know why the florist would be supplied by them. So you, yeah, you've got Sasha, a bureaucrat. You want to talk to... That seems like the person most likely to know about Sunfell Import and Export. Also, I don't know how I know a bureaucrat. <laughs> <laughs> but you do. Maybe I did a training mission, and during my cover there, I made friends with them. Oh my god, that would actually be kind of amazing. Yeah, so why don't we start with, because since it sounds like um, Val and Arlene have got ideas to start, let's start with yeah. Val. Okay. 
I think I'm just going to roll consort with Jarvis to see if maybe there's any old blue coat reports on this place that, I don't know, give us an idea of the numbers or the layout, anything like that. Yeah, yeah. Get some, some info about the security. Yeah, go for it. Oh, do I get a... Wait, do we get a plus one die together info now? We do. Yeah, you do, because you've got informants. Everybody gets a, a bonus die on all of these rolls. All right, here we go. Okay, my heist was a five. Five. Okay, so good amount of info. Uh, Jarvis can tell you that this is an area where the blue coats don't patrol super actively because it's getting down by the docks, but there are, you know, a lot more blue coat patrols um, in Port March. So they're not going to be actively walking by or driving by, but they'll be able to respond pretty quickly um, if an alarm goes up. Okay. Uh, in terms of info about the building itself, he doesn't really have a lot of records of there being many break-ins. It, it seems, you know, to the best of his knowledge, it seems fairly secure. There have been a couple attempted break-ins that have, have, you know, led to people getting caught primarily by either on-site guards, like they, they have their own security personnel on-site, mm-hmm. um, or they have some uh, arcane wards on the place. That's oh, okay. usually where people get caught, is one of those two things. Okay. So pretty standard. Yeah. Sounds good. All right. So then, Arlene, you are going to go talk to Sasha, who is a bureaucrat. Yes. What do you think? Ministry of Transportation? Honestly, I think Ministry of Preservation, though. Okay. That makes sense, too. Although it has lost power in recent years. But yeah, no. I think that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that for imports. They're they're inspecting stuff that comes into the city. How did you meet a, a bureaucrat for the Ministry of Preservation, Arlene? I think it wasn't even, like, a mission that was supposed to involve killing people. I think it was just like a, here's your cover identity. I want to see how well you keep up with it and what information you can get me. Oh, okay. So just kind of a, a, t- a test. I don't know what my cover identity was. Is That's what I'm wondering about now. Oh, man. Maybe like a like an intern or a clerk somewhere in the ministry. I think it was like a friend thing. Like we were at the same club or something. Maybe this Ministry oh, of Preservation okay. person frequents like a speakeasy that I was at as like a, I'm, I'm here in town just for a, a couple of months. Why don't you... Show me the sites, and why don't we get to talking? Okay, cool. I like that. And and then you moved back to, t- and then you moved to Imperial City, and you reconnected, and and you've stayed mm-hmm. in touch. Yes. Yeah. So, um, what kind of info are you looking to get from Sasha about this place, specifically about this warehouse stuff? Like, who who would you expect to see there? Like, are there higher ups there, or is it mostly like lower level people? Like, what what kind of personnel are there? If anything. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Go ahead and give me a roll for that. Well, that's a six. Okay. Cool. So what what Sasha is able to tell you over over drinks at the speakeasy where you two continue to meet is that it's this is not a place where a lot of high powered people work. Um Sunfell has kind of separate offices and, and places, you know, they, they don't have a lot of their their higher-ups don't work at the warehouse. Mm-hmm. However, 
she Sasha uh, is is speaking to the the legal stuff, the stuff that's declared on the customs forms. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can kind of extrapolate from this information. This particular warehouse tends to hold a lot of just expensive stuff that they bring in from Aruvia. Um, I think you know art pieces and textiles and officially imported uh food and and drink and um ben- jewelry definitely jewelry a lot of expensive stuff is is moved into this warehouse and kept there until it's it's moved out to their various businesses for sale hmm and like what kind of a workforce do they have there like are they just daytime or nighttime they have two shifts they have two eight-hour shifts, so there is a, a night shift that's off. There, that there, there aren't uh, people working the warehouse. But there's probably security going on. Well, we can find out. Yes, they have security. Later. Yeah, yeah, they've got security on the place all day, every day. But in terms of warehouse employees, there's yeah. an eight-hour stretch where nobody's working. You know, packing stuff up and moving things around and doing warehouse stuff. Good to know. All right. So, Echo, darling, you have any ideas for, for gathering of info? I was thinking just scoping the place. Always a solid strategy. Yeah, I think I want to just take a few walks around the block. Go for it. What do you, uh, you want to roll for that? Uh, survey, I guess. Okay. Survey sounds good. Or can I swing study? Or is this, this is pretty archetypical survey, huh? Um, it depends on how you approach it. I would say, hmm. So if you're trying to get an overall sense of the the building as a whole, it would be survey. If you want to zero in on a specific aspect, like what are the entrances and exits like, or what are the guard patrols like, then you could do study. Okay. I I think I just want an overview. Okay. That sounds good. That's a three. Oof. Okay. So um, you you had down into Port March and, and take your walk around, um, kind of loop the building a few times. And it's, it's a warehouse. There's not a lot to see. There's like a truck that pulls up at one point and some stuff gets unloaded. So there, there's a, you know, uh, a freight entrance in the back. There's some doors in the front and like, that's kind of it. There's some windows kind of, but they're, they're high up and they're fairly like, narrow thin little windows Mm -hmm. so maybe not the best entrance uh option there's uh like a couple side doors um but it seems like all of the security personnel are probably inside at least at the time of day that you're there and so you're not really able to get ton of information about sort of how how the security works or anything what about the area around it yeah, I think it's in an area where there are other warehouses around. You're you're you know getting down towards the docks, so you're not in the area with you know a lot of the skyscrapers and whatnot. So I think it's a lot of long, low buildings. I think most of the buildings down here are going to be you know maxed out at like three stories. Most of them are two stories. I think that it has. There's another warehouse like next door to it, like across an alley, more or less. So Alrighty. if you want to, yeah, try and get into a roof, it's feasible. Might be a bit of a jump or climb, but feasible. Well, for me, it can be a jump. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> 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 okay. 
Darling, what are you thinking? This is a long shot. Uh-huh. And it's very- Love a long shot. It's very specific. I have the scenario in mind, too. Can I wait until it's closing and or night? Follow uh, a security intel to hopefully a bar. Flirt with them and then steal their keys to the facility. <laughs> I mean, by God, you can try. <laughs> I support this wholeheartedly. Is this gather information or part of the score? That's my issue here. I don't think it would count. Well, that's a good question. It could be a setup. Yeah, I have. I've. I've. I've allowed this sort of thing for as a, a, a setup action before, where it'll basically if 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 what you're trying to do succeeds, it will give you an extra die on the engagement roll. So. You can certainly try. It was very specific. That's the only thing I could think of. I feel like we have everything else covered. You can find out about security procedure while you're at it if you wanted to. Yeah, that's true. Ask ask questions about, about the job, the fascinating ins and outs of warehouse security guard. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, exactly. I'm just so into it, you know? Like, oh, wow. <laughs> Tell me more about... Boxes, your patrols, and your your endeavors as a security guard. You know, I've read a book once before about security guards. It was at a museum, and everything came to life. But I'm pretty sure that is not (laughs) what your job entails. (laughs) I just, I'm gonna sound smart, but say not smart things to really lower this guy's guard down. Yeah, go ahead and give me a roll. I think this is going to have to be Sway, because you are lying like a liar who lies. I'm lying, yeah. Oof, have nothing in Sway. All right, take the lower, right? Uh Uh-huh. Roll two, take the lower. (laughs) (laughs) My lowest is a five. Oh my god, did you roll two sixes? No, I rolled an 11, a six and a five. My lowest is a five. Oh my god. I was was really hoping for like a weird thing, um, but this was funny too. Yeah. Well, okay. So, so that means it's a, you know, partial success. So I think what I'm going to go with is you get a good couple hours at, at a speakeasy chatting about security procedures at this warehouse. And so you, you have a pretty solid understanding of like the patrols and what the guards do, which I'm not going to get into the details right now. It'll just, as it comes up in the score, you know about it. You do not get your hands on the keys. I think you get keys off of the belt and then realize that it's just like his house keys. <laughs> so you have to like put them back. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah, you, you get a lot of info, but you do not get keys to the building. I can live with this. Yes, I can live with this. Return late at night and just go, that was a waste of fucking time. No, not really, but <laughs> but oh, goodness. Do I know a lot about wares now? <laughs> and where to house them? Yes. All right. So, what uh, what kind of plan are you thinking? So, this is probably a stealth entry point, right? Probably. It sounds like... Uh, it, it doesn't sound like you all want to kick in the door. So, I think the entry point is that freight door. What are you all thinking for loadout? Um, I'm going to go with normal. Normal. Same. Mm, I might go 
with light this time because we're really trying to not kill people. And unfortunately, my entire loadout is how swiftly would you like, how many and swiftly would you like to kill? And (laughs) I'm like... (laughs) (laughs) That's true, actually. I think especially because Arlene's going in there as an infiltration person, she might also be light. Okay. Sounds good. All right, let's do the engagement roll then. Um, But it's a 3d6 engagement roll, which is pretty good. I got a six. Oh, nice. So you will be starting this score in a controlled position, which is great for you. I'm so sorry. I pictured Arlene in a black wingsuit, and I was like, look at my little squirrel girl. (laughs) Oh my gosh, yes. (laughs) I mean... I was also picturing her in a black jumpsuit, so. <laughs> yeah, but like you're a little flying squirrel, you know, that kind of wings. Ah, uh-huh, I know what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> so we we cut to this this warehouse district in Port March. It is night. Traffic in this area has eased up. Uh, it's fairly quiet. Where where do we find Arlene? What roof? Yeah, Arlene's on a rooftop, I think, close enough that she can see that the truck is, like, I mean, I think maybe she's been watching, like, the trucks that go in and out, and, like, you'd probably have them about the same look. So she's looking Mm -hmm. a few, probably, like, at least four or five roofs down, somewhat down the street, positioned so that she can, like, jump down to the roof of the truck when she she sees it going past. Um, So I think you see her, like, crouched on the edge of a roof. She is, has her hair tied tightly back in, like, a black jumpsuit. Or not tied tightly back, because it's short. Like, she has a headband or something. Got it. Yeah. Hair, hair is contained. So uh, a, a truck rattles around the corner and starts coming down the street. And your first roll is going to be making this jump uh, onto the, the roof of a passing truck. You're going to be in a controlled position. Um, I am going to say standard effect, unless you have... Um, something uh you know an, an item that you you can use that will assist you with this in some way i think standard makes sense all right go ahead and roll and i assume this is prowl yes guess who rolled a six yeah nice <laughs> <laughs> all right d- describe this for me what's this look like so as the truck comes rattling down she's crashed on the edge of the thing and you see her like notice it and back up a bit, and then, like, takes a few light steps, and you see her just leap and, like, land lightly on the roof of the truck. And, like, she kind of glances around as she makes the landing, and then she lies flat on top of it, clinging to the top. I, I think, like, as as Arlene, like, flattens down, the, you know, camera pans down to uh, the truck driver, who does not seem to have reacted at all, does has not noticed that there's now a person on the roof... The truck backs up uh, to to the the warehouse. Um, the the freight door slides up. You know, some some people come up. The the driver hops out and you know is greeting them. Clearly, they they all know each other. Um, the the driver has worked this route before. Um, and then the the employees will start unloading the truck of all of the crates and boxes and whatnot. Arlene, what is your plan <laughs> for detaching from this truck? Uh, are there, like, not catwalks, but, like, what do, what do the roof supports look like and how far are they away from me? Is there something that I can, like, like pipes or, uh, like, 
those metal grids, something that I can like. Yeah, I yeah, I think there's there's you know some like steel beams and whatnot. There's some exposed stuff you can grab onto. I'm gonna try and get up to that. Okay. Um, risky standard, but again, if you've got anything uh, that you want to use to to make, I know that the lurk has some some sneaky type items. Hang on a second. Um. Yeah. Oh. What is my shadow cloak? I haven't used my shadow cloak before. <laughs> let, me, let me look up what that does. <laughs> yeah. You said shadow cloak, and I, um, instead of thinking of anything practical, I thought of a blanket with Shadow the Hedgehog on it. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's what it would be if I owned it. What about Shadow the Hedgehog wrapped in a blanket, though? That would also be a shadow cloak. You're not wrong. That would be a fine shadow cloaked. <laughs> A hooded cloak made of rare Aruvian shadow silk that blends into the darkness around it. Um, it improves your effect level when you sneak around, which is exactly what you're doing right now. Yeah. So I think, yeah, that makes sense. I almost want this to be part of her, like, her jumpsuit to be, like, partly made of this material. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Like, she, she has, like, gloves and a, a full jumpsuit, and then when she pulls the hood up. Okay, so yeah, you can you can mark that you have a, a fine shadow cloak, and you will be a risky greater for this role. Yeah, excellent. I can't wait to see how much of this discussion of shadow cloaks I leave in the episode. Some of it's staying. I don't know how much, but at least some of it is. God damn it. Uh, I rolled three dice, and my highest was a three. Ooh. Yeah, oh. that's a bummer. Ooh, wow. You suffer harm, a complication occurs, you end up in a desperate position, you lose this opportunity. Ooh, boy. What's going to be most... Hmm. Your desperate most position. One of desperate your, position. One of your suit zippers gets caught, and now you just can't move. I don't think zippers are a thing at this point. They should be. For what Arlene's wearing, but I don't think they are. Um, well, if we've established that I have a cloak, I'm, the cloak could get caught and we could summon the ghost of Edna Mode to be very angry at me. <laughs> <laughs> there could be somebody up there. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> somebody else is trying to get in on the same theft. Um, okay, so here, here's where, where I'm thinking. Uh, I'll, I'll give you two two options. Option one is just you lose this opportunity. Um, you're you're not able to do this thing in this particular way. Um, you'll have to take a different approach using a different action skill or action role or a desperate position, which is going to be, I think you make it like halfway up and then, yeah, you get caught on something and you're just sort of like dangling over this open warehouse floor where if you screw up, you're going to fall quite a ways or if anyone looks up, they will see you dangling from the ceiling. So, desperate roll, desperate. Roll. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm down. I think that's fun. All right. So, Arlene, you you straighten up on the truck, carefully make your way over towards the warehouse wall, and I, I think that there's some kind of like piping and stuff on the walls you can use to start climbing up. And you, you get to a point where, like, you're reaching over to grab onto one of the steel beams that runs across the ceiling so you can pull yourself up and just, like, hang out there until everything closes. And you, you reach one arm and get it onto the beam, and then you go to move your other arm, and it won't move. You, you're just, your sleeve is stuck. <laughs> it is caught on something, 
and you are just kind of like you're standing here with like you've got like one hand on a beam one arm caught your feet are like braced on two different things and you're just like uh <laughs> i'm gonna roll my dice and then we'll figure out how this looks <laughs> yeah so it's gonna be uh desperate what do you i assume you're rolling prowl again yes to try and get yourself out of this don't forget to mark xp I think I am going to give you greater effect because you're continuing to try and be stealthy. <laughs> and you do still have your stealthy outfit on, but it is desperate. God fucking damn it. It's the exact same role. <laughs> no, come on. <laughs> oh, this is my best skill, too. <laughs> I can started, only roll one, two, downhill. three. So fast. This is the first shit. This is the way we were supposed to get in. <laughs> Let's see. You suffer severe harm. A serious complication occurs. I'm trying to think of what's going to be the most interesting here. What if? What if we meet um, the elusive rat girl? I'm trying to think of Catwoman, but like also not. So rat girl. <laughs> You guys really want to have a rival on this score. Because you're, like, you're like, what's fun? And I'm like, well, falling uh, or or damaging gear is kind of our, your only two options besides somebody coming up behind her and hitting her like the pinata she's become. Rival or no, I do kind of like the idea of someone dangerous showing up at the warehouse. I feel like it somebody be being up there and like, saving her but now you're stuck with her would be an interesting complication <laughs> yeah okay you know what fuck it let's roll with this let me <laughs> let me look at let me look at my list of, of factions so i can figure out who who's up here hooray okay so arlene you you are up here you are trying to to disentangle yourself quietly and like you yank your sleeve free but you have to you do it with such force that you like you lose your footing you start to fall and but before you can fall very far a hand closes around your wrist and somebody just yanks you up onto the beams up here and you you look up to see uh a a young woman maybe only a few years older than you dressed very similarly to you with you know her her hand around your your wrist and then in her other hand is a knife and kind of using the flat of the knife, she holds it up and kind of gestures like, shh, quiet. Uh, and we are going to cut to the rest of the crew. <laughs> oh, boy. You all have been lurking nearby, waiting for the warehouse to close for the night. You see the, the last truck drive off. Um, you, you watch the warehouse employees head out for the night. Um, you can see... Uh, you know, security guards like closing the doors, pulling things shut. And do you think, how do you think this was set up? Were you going to signal Arlene when you were there or was she going to signal for you? I think it makes more sense if she signals for us because yeah. everything does kind of rely on her. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, so you all, all, you know, see this close down um, and you're waiting for Arlene to, to signal you all open a door or something. And you're waiting, and you're waiting. Do you all want to have some kind of conversation about if you should move in, or are you just going to wait? Uh, should we keep waiting it out? Keep waiting. Yeah. 
Yeah, she knows what she's doing. She would not disappoint us. Okay, so back inside. Arlene, you've been up here (laughs) on this steel beam with this person who does let go of your arm, but keeps the knife out. And I don't think that you're talking because you both don't want to get caught. Mm -hmm. So you're just, you've just been sitting here for like an hour. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh no. Because I feel like I'm thinking that the truck you were on was the last delivery of the day. So you have to wait for them to finish getting everything, you know, unpacked and, and taken care of and then for everyone to leave. So you're just sitting here in silence. Yeah. And it's very awkward. And I think she's, like, watching this other person, like, trying to figure out if there's any details she can pick up or, like, uh, like waiting to see for when she does something. Roll me either study or survey. This will just be a fortune roll. It's not going to be a, a consequence roll. I just, yeah, we'll see what you're able to, to pick up from having an uninterrupted <laughs> hour to stare at a person. I rolled a six on my survey. <laughs> Of course the six comes in on this one. Well, you know, the thing that I'm good at, well, I'm good at survey, but I'm not as good at it as Prowl. You can kind of tell from, like, the the, the way that she's dressed, the way that she's moving. She's got similar skills to you. Um, This is somebody who's good at breaking and entering. And and as as you're looking at the knife that, that she's holding, it's a very finely crafted, like, dagger. Which is, it's a little unusual. Not a lot of people carry, like, daggers like this. People carry knives. Mm -hmm. But, like, this is a a dagger. Um, That's not something people really have (laughs) these days. The kind of old-fashioned vibes. It is. And uh, what you notice as, as, like, she kind of shifts her hand on it is that there's a lot of roses on the hilt of the dagger. Oh, there's, there's a rose gang, right? There sure is. Uh, Arlene, you you it's, suspect, you're not certain. It's the anime ass girls. <laughs> <laughs> but you suspect that this might be a member of the Blood Roses. Yes! Uh, which is a, a lot of people don't even know for sure that they exist. They don't really interact with the rest of the underworld. But rumor says that they are a gang of vigilante assassins who enact social change through strategic murder. Um, and their calling card uh, is, is a white rose dipped in their victim's blood. They're extremely extra. I love it's them. It's all been rumor. Like, nobody knows for sure if they exist. But you're sitting here looking at this person like, maybe? <laughs> so finally, the warehouse below you goes quiet. The, the lights power down. You know that there's some security guards still in the building, but based on kind of what 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 you do know, like it should be safe to climb down now. And I I think that the the other woman who's up here kind of like gestures with her knife and sort of like, "Okay, down." <laughs> sort of motion. I think she narrows her eyes, but she does it. Yeah. Given the the setting now, it's it's much emptier. And you, you've got, you know, somebody else who can help a little bit. Uh, you, you, you're able to climb down. I'm not going to ask for a roll here. As soon as you're on the ground, I, I think you hit the ground first. And then she, like, grabs your shoulder and, like, brings the knife up. Like, not right at your throat, but, you know, in front of it. And is like, who are you? 
And what are you doing here? I could ask the same thing. Should I call you Rose? Sure. That'll do. What should I call you? Bergamot will do. All right. Why are you here? There's some stuff here we want. I don't think there's anybody particularly interesting here. What are you doing here? She'll she'll kind of, you know, let go of you and, and step back so the, the knife is down. It's like, we don't exactly have a benefactor. So, sometimes, we help ourselves to the spoils. You said we? Who else is here? Uh, just a couple of people who also want some of the spoils. What, you came alone? You're going to get all this stuff out on your own? I was just looking for a few small, particularly valuable things. Wasn't going to take everything. This isn't what I want to be known for. Me neither. I think uh, we can probably make some kind of deal. I mean, I, there's enough stuff here that we should both be satisfied. Fine. Just don't get in my way, and don't get caught. Likewise. Keep quiet. She just kind of narrows her eyes at you again and and will uh, stalk off a little bit into the warehouse, not too far. Like, it's clear that she's kind of checking for guards. Uh, so if you'd like to let everybody else in, you can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I think she's she's going to go to the door and, like, kind of, like, gesture them and, like, do the, like, a, put a hand over her mouth, like, be quiet. But, like, stop them just inside the entrance. Okay. So the rest of you come. Are hmm? are we walking in or are we backing the car up? <laughs> That's up to you. Yeah. Did you open the freight door or just a side door? Good question. I was figuring we'd find the stuff first before we tried to move anything. So that we'll gotcha. attract less attention. So probably there's like a people sized door next to the freight door. Yeah, that's what I figured. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, yeah, you, you can... A slip inside. It's a dark warehouse, and uh, I think that you're all able to see, because she's not too far away, uh, there's another person here besides Arlene. Yeah, so I think she stops them, like, right inside the doorway, and she's like, uh, so there's somebody else here who also wants some stuff. I think we probably don't want the same stuff. Um, she seems like she also wants to keep it quiet. Um, I'm Bergamot to her. What's a Bergamot? Um, uh, it goes in tea, I don't know. Wait, is this assassin stuff? No, I just panicked and came up with the closest nickname. Um, I just don't, I don't, I don't know, I don't trust her. She seems like she might be like, have you ever heard of the Blood Roses? You've all heard of the Blood Roses. <sighs> oh, boy. Oh. Again, you've heard rumors, you've heard stories, nobody's ever actually met one. Right. Except apparently there's somebody over here who she hasn't confirmed, but she also hasn't denied it. I literally just said, can I call you Rose? And she's like, okay. Yeah, she could just be banking on the reputation, but you never know. But she like, the the, the way that she like kind of agreed to stuff that Arlene was saying only convinced Arlene. So she's like, well, it doesn't seem like anybody's doing any murders tonight, so it should be okay. And I, I think as you all come in, um, Rose had, had turned around and is sort of eyeing all of you and will we'll like slink over and it's just like, this is a large group to keep quiet. We'll be quick. Yeah. Since none of us want to raise any sort of alarm, I will tell you that the guards do patrols at the half hour and at the hour. They walk the floor just to make sure that everything's where it's supposed to be. And so right now... I think we have about 15 minutes before they do their first walk of the night. We know this. Well then, I suppose I won't offer any further help. 
Just don't get caught, dearest. Darling's hackles <laughs> are all the way up. Oh, yeah. So she, <laughs> she just, like, kind of makes a, a sneering sort of face at, at Darling and is like, same to you. Let them get through their la- their first patrol, and then let's get out of here on the- after that one. It depends on how quickly we we can all find what we need, but sure, we better get moving. She is going to slink off into the darkness. I think Val is going to look at Darling and just be like, Aline said this wasn't about assassin stuff, but you two look like you know each other. Well, one can never be too careful when... In any profession, such as breaking and entering. Fair point. <sighs> she is pretty, though. Do you think she broods all the time? And her face is just stuck like that. I mean, I brood all the time and my face is stuck like this. I'm pretty sure the circumstances are a bit different. Eh, details. <laughs> Echo's just a little hard eyes. <laughs> Echo's like, assassin girlfriend, when? <laughs> <laughs> Everybody wants to get stabbed at least once, I feel. <laughs> all right. So you all need to, at minimum, locate the alcohol that you're here to steal. Right. Um, and then if you want to lift anything else for yourselves, there's also that. Um, so what do you all want to do? I want to try and look into the ghost field and see if there's anything spooky or magical in here. Ooh, yeah. Go for it. I think this is going to be risky standard. I got a six. All right. Dice are just all over the place tonight. Um, Either either a six or things go terribly. Um, No in between. Yeah. So uh, I, I think looking through the ghost field, you are able to see where a lot of the wards are. They are... There's some there's a there's a section of the warehouse that lights up very brightly and the shelves have a lot of kind of glowing shapes indicating that they've got some kind of occult energy happening. Uh those shelves are also surrounded by glowing wards. It seems that they protect their occult stuff with occult wards, which makes sense. So there's a fair amount of stuff. Some of it looks small enough that you could, you know, pocket it or or you know tuck it under an arm and carry it out but you'd have to get over there to investigate to see specifics and you'd have to get past the wards in order to gain access to any of it Mm -hmm. do want to do it though i mean yeah i support this wholeheartedly echo is distracted by toys (laughs) (laughs) echo is gonna be slinking off in that direction it sounds like what do the rest of you want to do i think i kind of want to make a prowl to try and find the room it might or not room but like which area it would most likely be in okay you know just kind of sneak around yeah see where things are yeah basically yeah. just sneak around yeah no i mean i think arlene's doing basically the same thing yeah finding finding the alcohols makes we can make a group okay. roll out of it yeah 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 that's what i was asking so let's let's for the moment do that we'll have the three of you make a, a group prowl okay i think this is going to be I think we're going to put this, well, because Arlene has her thing. Risky standard for the moment. Okay. Uh, who's leading? I can lead. Okay. A four from me. I also got a four. A three, because I can only roll threes on prowl rolls tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I rolled three okay. threes this time. So that's how much stress? Wow. Two. One, one point of stress. Oh, one. Nope. Okay. 
Spicy. Yeah, because fours, fours do not lead to, to stress. So one point of stress and the result is a four. So you do it, but there's a consequence. You're sneaking through the warehouse, but you have to go very slowly because, you know, you're looking for a couple crates of liquor in a very large warehouse. Um, yeah. You're having to check a lot of boxes. So unfortunately, that plan of getting in and getting out before the first patrol doesn't happen. So you, you find uh, a couple crates, You you one of them is kind of cracked open already, and so you peek inside, and there are a few cases of, of liquor in there. Great. And then uh, flashlights start kind of sweeping through the area. The guards are doing their patrol, and you all are going to have to hide. In the meantime, Echo. Hi. Hi. What's up? Uh... Well, what sort of weird stuff do I find? Well, so I think before you can get close to look at the stuff, you've got to deal with the wards around the stuff. Okay. All right. I want to try and silently disarm that. Yeah, yeah. Which I know you've you've done in the past, so not impossible. Yeah. Uh, what does a devil's bargain look like? Ooh. I think you're going to... You're going to find something that is interesting, but not valuable to, to like, Echo is going to latch onto something that's cool to her, but it isn't actually worth a lot of money. You know what? I like cool things. I'm going to do that. <laughs> All right. Okay. So, devil's bargain on that roll. Take an extra die. This is going to be um, risky reduced. Three. Oof. Double threes. Ooh. It's only six or threes tonight. <laughs> So, okay, so I, I think what happens is, Echo, you, you are still kind of looking in the ghost field, you get close to where the wards are, and you start to look at the wards to try and figure out, like, okay, what do I need to do to disarm these? But then you spot something on one of the shelves. What is it that, that catches Echo's attention? Um, I think it's like, well, we, we established that she kind of has an occult clock thing. Yeah. I think she finds, like, a star clock, Ooh. I guess. Like, it's it's like a disc in, like, a frame. And it's probably from Aruvia, so what stars are there are probably slightly different. Mm -hmm. If you wind it up and set it going, I think it, over time, mimics the movement of the stars. Yeah. Like, it rotates or... I don't know, maybe it's a rotating canvas in there, so it, like, slowly starts sliding across, and it just unwinds really, really slowly. Okay, cool. I like that. So you, you spot this on, on a shelf towards the middle, and, like, it's not in, like, it's not really secured, it's not in a box, it almost looks like somebody just kind of, like, tossed it there and left it. And without thinking about the wards, you reach across and grab it. And then the area around you lights up very bright. Thanks for joining us. The Whiskey Jays will return in two weeks. The City That Never Dies is a Clever Corvids production. Visit our website at clevercorvids.net and follow us on Twitter at clever underscore corvids for the latest on this and other shows. The City That Never Dies is GM'd and edited by Ree. 
Check out her business, SkillCheck, for copy editing and accessibility consulting for the RPG community at rpgskillcheck.net. Arlene Graham is played by Minna Riley. Find her on Twitter at MinaMinar. Darlene Serin is played by Aki. Find her on Twitter at Akinomi underscore art for more RPG content. Echo is played by Josie. Find her on Twitter at DragonGirlJosie and check out her art at Josie-Art.com. Valerie Sullivan is played by Kim. Find her on Twitter at KimDeannaJones. Our opening and closing theme music is from Something by Kai Engel and is used under a Creative Commons license. Blades in the Dark is the creation of John Harper and is published by Evil Hat Productions. If you'd like to dedicate a personal message to a friend, family member, gaming group, or other special Clever Corvids fan in your life, you can do so right here. Visit clevercorvids.net and click on Jumbotron Messages under the Support Us menu to buy your very own message. As always, thanks to all our Patreon backers, whose ongoing support makes this show possible. We could have totally gotten cursed. Is what <laughs> I crossed my mind. I was more like I was very Listen. concerned about like accidentally drinking like I don't know a bottle of of like I don't know diarrhea enhancer. But it. <laughs> oh god. Oh my god. <laughs> but but curses. I don't even know what Blade's curses would be like. I think the moon would become a transformer to us visually or oh boy. we become transformers i don't know what curses how curses work in blades surprise we're playing lancer now uh- <laughs> <laughs>